Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Couple Next Door for broadcast Friday, August 8th. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Is this what you call a soft-boiled egg? Look at it. Hard as a rock. But I'm very sorry. Look at that yolk. Certainly cooked this more than any three minutes. Well, I did the best I could. I was busy with Miss <clears throat> Oglethorpe's soft-boiled egg, and she takes hers exactly two minutes and 25 seconds. You know, it seems to me ever since we've had this baby nurse, which is, what, two weeks now, our whole life has revolved around her likes and dislikes. Well, I'll fix you another egg. I'm sorry. Never mind. I haven't got time anyhow. Look, I'm sorry I was cross, darling. I'm no, sorry. That's all right. I know how you feel. I always feel it's one of life's minor tragedies to open a soft-boiled egg and find it isn't exactly the way you like it. (laughs) (laughs) You're good-natured. I guess so, but I didn't need to be quite so riled up about it. I'm sorry. Well, you're right. This having a baby nurse just isn't working out, dear. Darling, the whole idea was to have her for Betsy's sake, so you'd have more time for Betsy and she wouldn't be jealous of the new baby. Well, Betsy has no time for me. She's outdoors playing with the neighbor children all day, and I don't even feel I've had a baby. I never get to see him, really. Miss Oglethorpe has just taken over. I feel we've rented a room to some woman and her baby. And since she doesn't help with anything around the house, it actually just makes more work, more food, more dishes, more... Yeah. Everything. Look, let's get rid of her, huh? Well, I guaranteed her six weeks so she wouldn't go somewhere else. And Lundell said she was so marvelous I should just grab her. Now, look, it's not working out. Fire her. Me? I haven't got the nerve. You do it. All right. I don't mind. I don't mind. She doesn't intimidate me. I'll do it. Where's the morning paper? She has it. What? I put it on her morning tray. Well, she asked if we took the morning paper, and I said yes, and she said she'd like to have it on her breakfast tray. For the love of Mike. Now, look, you know I always... Good morning. There was no salt and pepper on my tray. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's right here. No, 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 look here. uh, I dislike mentioning this, for I always believe in not interfering in the privacy of the families. However... A radio was playing rather loudly past midnight last night. 
Oh, I, I guess that was me. Yes, I was reading in bed. It's only that I do like to get at least four hours sleep between the ten o'clock and two o'clock feeding. Well, yes, yes, of course. I, I, I'm very uh, thank sorry. Thank you very much. Oh. Good morning. Huh? Why didn't you fire her? Well, I give me time. How much time? Well, she's a real battle axe, isn't she? I mean, she's she's not the kind that it's easy to fire. I think you can work up your courage today, so you can brave the lion in its den tonight. Certainly, certainly. Look, I'll fire her when I get home. <laughs> Feel great? Well, with no extra effort, you can do even better than that. Simply stay with us on CBS Radio and let our road shows, starring Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney, raise your spirits a notch or two higher with every tuneful visit they make. Eleven times a week on most of these same stations, Bing and Rosemary drop by with a cheery hello and a song or two. And every time they do, things go from better to best. These unabashed optimists are on the air seven days a week, adding sparkle to your work days as well as your weekend. If your daily routine has been getting you down, why not pick up a fresh slant on life with Rosemary and Bing? If your weekend plans call for festivity, celebrate in style with them, too. Their songs are as fresh and as friendly as the flowers on an Easter bonnet. So today, tomorrow, every day, there's always a refreshing road show starring Bing Crosby or Rosemary Clooney on its way to you. So don't miss the next one. everybody. In the living room, dear. Come on in. Come on in. Betsy's oh, feeding the baby. Betsy is? Huh? <laughs> Boy, you better not let Miss Oglethorpe see that. Oh, don't worry about her. <laughs> She's gone. She's gone? Yes. For good? Yes, indeed. No. <laughs> oh, Daddy, you're so Funny. Oh, really, dear? You know how Brownie never has liked her. Yeah. Well, Miss Oglethorpe doesn't approve of dogs being around children, especially babies. And every time Brownie got anywhere near the baby's buggy, Miss Oglethorpe always chased him away, you know. Yeah. Well, it was right after his 2 o'clock feeding, and she took him out in the buggy in the backyard. And, of course, Brownie came sniffing around. You know how he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd just given Brownie a big bone, which he left on the back sidewalk. And you know how fussy the nurse was. Well, she apparently picked the bone up... And Brownie saw, and he flew at her where he snarled and barked. And Miss Oglethorpe <laughs> yelled and yelled at him. She was screaming, which was so silly. You know, Brownie wouldn't really bite anybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I heard yeah. the commotion. I flew out and grabbed Brownie. Yeah. And Miss Oglethorpe was furious. She said he'd bitten her ankle. You know. Brownie? Well, I looked at her ankle. My goodness, you couldn't see a thing. He didn't even rip her stocking. Oh, on. she was so funny, Daddy. She was <laughs> hopping around on one foot holding a leg. <laughs> no, really? She did look funny when there was nothing to it. She should know better anyhow than to try and take a dog's bone away from him, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, he probably scared her. Yeah, you know, so... Brownie's pretty good at putting on a show of being furious. Yeah, so cute. Well, that settled that. She was not going to stay another minute in a home with such a vicious dog. <laughs> vicious <know>? Brownie. <laughs> yeah, so she packed her bag and I wrote her a check and away she went. <laughs> oh, here, Betsy, hold the bottle up, dear. He's not getting anything. There. Oh, look at this. Is this a baby too, Daddy? Yeah, it sure is. Look at his little teensy-weensy fingers. Yes, sir. Yours were like that, too, you know. They were? Sure. Look at how big they are now. <laughs> Gracious, look at that. Oh, Betsy and I have had such fun with the baby all afternoon. Oh, that's good. By golly, I tell you, with the nurse gone, this is the first time that 
We four have been alone together. I know it. <laughs> well, you like your brother? Yes. I'll bet he's been wonderful with him. There, I, I think that's all he wants for the bottle, honey. Can I burp him? Yes, you can burp him. <laughs> yeah, let, let me hold him up for you, darling. Turn, turn him around now. There, now, now, here. Put your hand right there, darling, and keep patting. That's a girl. Oh, boy, so That's she's right. gone. Yeah. Gal, you know, I spent all day, as you said, working up the courage to fire the dame. <laughs> I should have called you. But Betsy and I have been so excited at having the baby all to ourselves. Oh, good heavens, I haven't even thought of dinner, and here you are home. Well, well. Has he burped yet? No, dear, you'll hear him when he does. <laughs> we had a letter from Aunt Effie, Daddy, and she's coming to visit next week. Yes, your oh. grandmother's much better, dear, and Aunt Effie says she can leave her for a few days. Can't wait any longer to see the baby. Oh, fine, fine. Only one thing, and if he said she was shocked we hadn't named the baby yet. Yeah, I know. Everybody keeps asking me what we've named them, and I have to say we haven't decided. Well, I'm not naming him Chauncey, and why you keep insisting when you really don't like the name any better than I do? It is just to please my father. I don't, you know... Like your father very much? I'm simply not going to... Keep patting the baby, Betsy. That's the girl. There! She burped. <laughs> uh, come to mommy. Come on to mommy. Oh, we so sweet. Can we give him a bath now? No, darling. Gets his bath in the morning, but you can certainly help me. Hello, darling. Well, hi. Hello, sweetie. Hey, look at me. Hi there, fella. Would you like a lollipop? <laughs> no, dear. He's too little for lollipops. <laughs> no, I'll have one, darling. <laughs> hey, this is wonderful. You know our little family together alone at last? Dear, please, instead of fussing about it anymore, why don't we decide right now what his name is? We have talked and talked and looked up names. And both our families are after us to name him this and name him that. Why don't we just decide definitely right now? I mean, we're not going to please everybody anyhow. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it's just... Now, a... tonight, let's just pick a name and decide definitely on it. Well, I really do feel that it's just idiotic to keep changing our minds Well, all I'm the not time, changing you know. my mind all the time. You know how I feel. Well, I mommy, think for my... there's a policeman out there. Darling, please, Mommy and Daddy are discussing something. Please don't interrupt, sweetheart. Now, let me get the list of names, and we'll go over them again. Just... And I... Ron, what's get that? Away. What is it? My get away. What's happened? Get away! Get away! Brownie's biting the policeman! Brownie's what? biting a policeman? What policeman? Brownie! Brownie! Get Brownie, come here! Get oh. Brownie! Here, Mommy's got to put you get down, dear. Get Brownie! Mommy will be right back. What is it? What's Brownie. happened? Come here, Brownie. You come here. What Brownie. is it? What oh, has Brownie. happened? I don't know. It's all right, I guess. I got it. Quiet now, Brownie, quiet. Sit, down. sit, down. sit, sit down. down. Sit down. You sit down. hear me? Sit Mommy, down. Mommy, tore the policeman's pants. Why don't you keep that animal tied up? Right now. Tied up by Brownie as the sweetest disposition. Somebody please tell me what has happened. I don't anymore. know. I don't, I don't know. I came out and I pulled Brownie off him. And That's I... to go in and give the baby a rattle. Just rattle it for him, will you, dear? Hurry up. Run along now. Uh, this is 13 Brayside Lane. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, and yes, this right is the dog named Brownie. That's right. You had in your employee a nurse named Miss Thelma Oglethorpe? Yes, that's right. She left this afternoon. And this is the same dog that bit Miss Oglethorpe? Oh, he didn't bite her at all. What? He just took a nip at her because she picked up his bone. And anybody knows you shouldn't try to take a bone away from a yeah, dog. Anybody never, in their never right mind. Never, never mind. Just what are you doing here, officer? You have been reported as owning a vicious dog. Oh, I was sent out here to investigate, and I must say, the report is certainly accurate. Brownie is not a vicious dog. He has got the sweetest disposition. Madam, I do not consider that a dog has a sweet disposition when he takes a bite out of my leg. Oh, dear. Well, may I see it? Where did he bite you? Uh, My gosh, I I, I can't tell you how how sorry I am, but it's just incredible. I can't see a thing. I think he just tore your pants, that's all. You were probably more scared, officer, than anything. That mutt bit me. Mutt? D- dear, dear, oh, nothing not, honey, shows, not nothing... even any teeth marks. I wouldn't worry about it at all. Brownie, 
Aren't you ashamed, you Dickens, tearing his Here, William, pants. look, we are we very didn't... sorry, officer, really. Sorry? You'd better keep that vicious brute tied up or muzzled. Vicious brute? How can you call this tiny little dog a vicious brute? Oh, yeah, ridiculous. If Brownie attacked him, it was because he was trespassing. Good heavens, we've always hoped Brownie would be a watchdog. Usually he's too friendly with everybody. I should think you'd be glad he's shown some spunk at last. Spunk? He's just bitten a policeman. And he's also bitten your nurse. That's two reports for biting. And according to the laws of this state, if your dog has three reports against him for biting, he is required by law to be put away. Last but not least, I can only hope he's had shots for rabies. Oh, well, oh, sure. I mean, I suppose. he Didn't he, dear? Dear, didn't he? I don't know. He had distemper shots, and then I got some salve for wood ticks. Call a vet. Call a vet at once. <laughs> Turn to the couple next door in a moment. The rough and tumble atmosphere of the frontier and the tense quiet of a hospital operating room are worlds apart. Yet you can bridge both of these exciting worlds easily every Saturday here at CBS Radio, where most of these same stations bring you Gunsmoke and City Hospital. On Gunsmoke, United States Marshal Matt Dillon looks trouble square in the eye week after week. It's his job to preserve law and order among the pioneer settlers in Dodge City. Many of his fellow citizens have more respect for a gun than they do for justice. That makes Dillon's job a tough one. It makes it thrilling, too. And it makes for good listening on Gunsmoke. Enjoy a distinct change from your own routine. Follow Marshal Dillon through another daring exploit on Gunsmoke tomorrow. Then, just minutes later... Go behind the scenes at City Hospital, where Dr. Barton Crane fights for life and human happiness as ardently as Gunsmoke's Marshal Dillon, but in a different way, with scalpel instead of gun. Such a to-do over nothing. Well, we're going to have to buy him a new uniform. Oh, just the pants. Really making such a fuss. Why, there wasn't a single mark on his knee where he said Brownie bit him. Yeah, well, I guess he was nervous after all. You know when a dog flies out at you and grabs your leg? <laughs> now, look, why would Brownie do a thing like that? The baby buggy. I think he thought the baby was in it. And this afternoon, Betsy and I were trying to teach him to guard the buggy. You know, and, and I... I just realized that's probably really? yes, You know, I that, that's wonderful, by golly. <laughs> yeah, well, just the same, we better make sure he doesn't nip anybody else, since he's already on the police records and he's only got one bite left. <laughs> Imagine Miss Oglethorpe reporting him. Yeah. Well, anyhow, we're rid of her. Yep. I think your son needs some attention, Mommy. Well, you'd better give it to him then. I have to get dinner. Oh, look, I, I, I got some reports to do. I, well, I... darling, without Miss Oglethorpe, our life's going to be quite different. Go oh. get the baby. All right, all right. Okay, son, I'm coming. Take it easy. Daddy's coming. Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Francie Myers, Madeline Pierce, Edith Atwater, and Frank M. Thomas and is produced by Walter Hart.
Listen again on Monday to The Couple Next Door.